Welcome back to another Caring Support Podcast. This week, we are here with someone who I consider a friend and a really great guy, uh, Mr. Ari. And uh, I'm going to call him Mr. Ari only because, you know, he's going to get into all the whole branding and and everything, which is great, but it is Ari Weinstein. And um, Ari, I was wondering if maybe you could sort of introduce yourself. That would be great. Oh, certainly, James. First of all, I appreciate you having me on your podcast, and I hope to deliver some interesting information for your listeners today. So my name is Ari Weinstein, and I'm the head coach at my company, which is named after me, Ari M. Weinstein. In other words, I work for myself, and I'm a business of one. I'm passionate about helping people discover develop, and share their personal brands. So I call myself a branding coach. I had two long careers, one as a brand developer and the other as a corporate hiring manager. And I use the knowledge that I gained from those two careers in my coaching to guide my clients. Awesome. That's great, Ari. Well, we really appreciate you being here. We know that uh, the material that you're going to share today and your story is going to be impactful when it comes to people in their career search whether it's fresh out of school or even later on. And, you know, as you know, caring support, we're all about connecting and bringing the people together and we have a marketplace, et cetera. And so we want to be of value to uh, certainly everyone on the platform, whether that is healthcare organizations, schools, but especially the candidate. So, uh, of course, the lovely Callie is here today and she's going to ask you some amazing questions. And then I'm going to uh, sometimes offer any other things or question a, a couple other uh, aspects of the stuff that you say, okay? Go ahead, Callie, please. All right, let's put you right in the hot seat right away with the number one question of the day, and that is going to be, what is brand coaching? Yeah, that's a very good question because it might not be a familiar term to to our listeners. So brand coaching is what most people call career development coaching, also sometimes called career mobility coaching, with a focus on personal branding. So for for our listeners, it might be helpful to understand what I mean by personal branding. What is branding? So I'm going to share a really simple definition. Branding is the impression you make on others. For professionals in healthcare and other industries, we make those impressions through both formal and formal interactions, whether it's with patients, with colleagues, So you're always making an impression, right? And therefore, you already have a brand. So when it's time to work on your career advancement or even on starting your career, there are some specific brand assets that help you, such as your resume. Your resume is really a branding document in a way, Uh, a cover letter, the way you present yourself in a job interview. And you can improve all of those things by working with a brand coach like me. Now, there are are resume coaches, interview coaches, and other types of career coaches who don't call themselves brand coaches, but they do the same thing as I do. And I'm not alone. There are also other career coaches who are known as personal brand coaches. Sorry, I was muted there. That's awesome. You know, I I like it a lot, uh, Ari. I know personally um, with many people on our team is, you know, you, you have to have that level of confidence. And, you know, if your personal brand is based on, you know, you're really learning who you are and knowing, you know, the impact you're going to create on others, then it's huge, right? Absolutely. Um, so Callie, please. 
so let's move on to the next question. Can you share some insights on the importance of brand coaching for healthcare professionals and how it can positively impact their careers? Yes, absolutely. But first, let me be clear that I'm not a healthcare professional myself, right? Now, I have a bit of a story. When when I was very young, I wanted to be a doctor. And I come from a big family. My second oldest brother was in medical school while I was in first grade, and he gave me a stethoscope. So for a long time, I considered a career in medicine, but I didn't do so well in biology. <laughs> so I found other pursuits. I found uh, technology and art, and I ended up in a non-healthcare career. But today I work with clients who have medical credentials, including doctors, nurses, first responders, and active duty members of the armed forces. So for all of those people and also my non-healthcare clients, my message is that personal branding is really a key life skill. James, as you just pointed out, when you develop your brand, you learn to make a specific impression on others. So you're being considerate of them and starting to think of them as your clients, the people that you will work with. So it benefits you to become intentional with the impression that you're making on others. In other words, to become intentional with your brand. And when you start thinking about yourself and how you can brand yourself and make a specific impression, you can discover things about yourself that you may not have known or noticed previously. Now, let's go back to talking about healthcare professionals. In my experience, so many healthcare professionals are selfless. They have dedicated themselves to the health and well-being of others. And so they tend not to think of themselves as having a brand. Uh, instead, the health professionals that I work with, they consider themselves as having a combination of credentials, specialties, and experience. And so they feel uncomfortable talking about themselves. So discovering and developing your brand helps you frame all of that experience and all of your knowledge in a way that makes it easier for you to introduce yourself with more than just your title and your credentials. Um, sometimes healthcare professionals forget that their credentials are hard to understand for non-healthcare professionals, right? <laughs> if I'm a doctor of osteopathy, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, so focusing on your personal brand helps smooth the interaction between you and non-healthcare professionals and other people whom you might want to interact with outside of your field. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of times, Ari, that when when um, many of the healthcare organizations we work with, sometimes, you know, certain people in HR have always been used to doing it a certain way. They've always been looking at the resume, the credentials, the whatever. And I, I think that that what's important, too, is do we really understand who this person is, how well they'll fit into our environment? Uh, uh, you know, and, and has this person really shown that this is who I am beyond all that? Um and and this kind of stuff is going to be critical at the end of the day because, you know, for lack of a better term, the bedside manner, I'll say, is a huge impact on on how they'll be perceived by, well, say, their clients, a.k.a. patient, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%, 100%. What are some effective strategies that healthcare professionals can use to differentiate themselves and stand out from the crowd? I like this question because, again, in healthcare, we're in a regulated industry and standardization is expected. And, you know, that's what leads to better patient outcomes, right? When we all follow the strict standards. But if you're a healthcare professional who wants to stand out, the first thing I encourage my clients, whether they're in healthcare or not, to do is recognize 
that you're unique. Your combined qualifications, life and work experience, and your areas that you have chosen to focus on and to specialize in, they make you unique. You're not just another faceless professional in scrubs or a lab coat. So next, to differentiate yourself, consider what are your values? What is it that attracts you to your specialty? When you can start to become passionate to talk you know, in an excited way about what you do, as, as I do when I talk about branding, <laughs> you are differentiating yourself. You, you know, if you're, if you're passionate about your field, about your specialty, and, and you could just talk about it, people really notice that passion. And another strategy to differentiate yourself is think about what are the values that you don't that you hold that you don't necessarily express through your work. For example, if you work in a hospital setting, you're indoors, but perhaps you value the outdoors and the environment. So in your spare time, you hike or you bike or you right. engage in other outdoor activities. So are those things that might interest you? Are those areas into which you can expand your practice? or make new connections and that's how you can begin to differentiate yourself. Oh, you're you're a hospital worker, but you're someone who loves to hike and people will remember you for that. So you can introduce these outside interests and values into your work to differentiate your yeah Ari this is awesome I appreciate this um I I can tell you uh, you know uh I love to network and and I teach it other people and I often say that you know when you left at an event how many people do you really remember right and but usually then I ask them okay you remember these two people in particular why and you see I keep telling people you see they created an impact they created a memorable moment. They, you know, and guess what? It wasn't because they had a PhD or a, a master's and stuff. It, it, not that education is important, but all that can be taught. What's really hard to teach is a great attitude and to and, and to teach how people can realize that they should embrace who they are, know what their passion is, and then go out and actually rock star that. Um, and, you know, if they were to do that, it, it's, it's huge because we think of the greatest teachers we've ever known. You think of maybe some doctor or a nurse or whatever that you interacted with that you never forgot because you loved how much they really took an interest in you and wanted to know who you were beyond just just thinking of you as the next person. Oh, here's the EKG. Here's this. Here's that. Let me take your pulse. Let me take, you know, all those kinds of things. This this just a prefunctory type things that are done. So it, it is very, very important. And I, I think on, on our team, what, what we did from the very inception is create something different and building it like a community for people to feel like they're part of something special. And then therefore it allows them to really showcase who they are in their profile. Uh, and this is really, really important because we are in a candidate led market today. So when we're in a candidate led market, what does your profile look like? What, who are you beyond the credential, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I really love the way you, you think it's awesome. Yeah. And I'll add James, you, you made a very important point about how people can make that memorable impression. And what I want to assure our listeners is this is a learnable this is a learnable skill. This is, you know, you don't need some kind of natural gift. I used to be a very shy person. I literally would stand against the wall at networking events just afraid to approach anyone. I learned how to do this. Anyone can learn it. How can healthcare professionals effectively showcase their expertise and skills to attract new opportunities or advance in their current roles? So, there are a couple of ways healthcare professionals can do this. I thought of two that 
I can talk about today. Number one is to look for mentoring and teaching opportunities. And you can ask for these at work. Consider who are the teachers that you already work with? Um, who are the doctors who also teach in medical school or in other settings. Perhaps you can be a guest in their classes. Perhaps you can offer training to more junior staff in the workplace. So it can be really helpful and tremendously helpful, I would say, to your career to step up into a teaching role because that's really showcasing some leadership. And we can all lead. Just like networking and making an impression, leadership is a learned skill. Another thing you can do is you can start sharing online about your experience. Now, of course, we're all very limited by regulations and laws about what we can legally share. You can, however, talk about lessons that you learn, your own professional growth and development. You can share feelings that you experienced at work or insights that you learned about the industry and about the workplace. And finally, you can also, as I noted earlier, talk about other things in your life and how those intersect with your work. There's, you know, we're all just single people and we have a life outside of work and it's okay to talk about that. So these are ways to showcase your skills and your expertise. If you can connect a life experience to something you've done at work, people say, oh, this is a thoughtful way to think about your work. And that's a way to showcase your expertise. Um, on social media or or in conversations with yeah excellent i you know I, I often think that when you're talking about that it's a case of lead with value and helping others sharing the stories how you know those things that you learned in life it doesn't matter what it is it could be on a personal level it could be related to the work environment and how you interact with others and maybe the leadership. But before long, you'll be not only seen as valuable, but you'll be looked upon as inspiring and and making that big impact in people's lives. And we've encountered them. We've done many podcasts with people that are doing incredible things. And, you know, and it's had an impact on us as people, too. Just listening to these folks talk about stuff. You're like, I'm never going to forget that conversation. Right. So it is. Yeah, it's very important. And, and, you know, what's funny is when I when when we talk about this. So we do lunch and learn with school every two weeks. We have one today, actually, not long after this. And the, the truth of the matter is um, I keep telling people, I want you to think in the interview process what you've learned in networking and apply it to here. But go beyond the actual, you know, concept of how an interview you think might be traditionally conducted. Because if you can tell your story, your brand in such a way that it has people going like this, listening to you, I said, I don't care if they interview 50 people that week, they'll remember you, right? And, you know, so and what is the message behind that? So make sure it creates impact on all areas. And this is something you can practice, not to sound canned, but to, but it really does go to the core of saying, I'm really learning who I am, what I'm passionate about, whatever. And I can't wait to say that. And when you do, people are going to be like, oh my God, this person's awesome. Like, you know, this is the kind of people that we're looking for who are willing to think outside the box, who really take care of their, in our case, it's patients because it's healthcare. Makes sense? Makes a lot of sense. And I like the way you frame that, James, that we don't just have to share expertise. You can share your experiences. You can tell a story. And you're absolutely right that those can become very memorable. 100%. We work with actually quite a few influencers on our podcast, healthcare influencers, and that's kind of how they got started was telling their stories online, sharing their passions, teaching through that way. Uh, we've had 
you know, we had a nurse on the podcast recently, uh, Robin Roots. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that one or not, but she actually wrote and produced like, you know, a film and a song based on like her experiences as well. And part of the important thing behind everyone right now or these days is social media. It plays a huge role in in who we are, how we network, how we in- interact with other people. Obviously, there are major do's and don'ts when it comes to social media, especially if you're looking for work and you're maybe you're looking for like, you know, higher up work and stuff. You really want to make sure that, you know, your permissions and everything are set and privacies are set very, very strict. But that said, how can healthcare professionals leverage social media platforms to enhance their personal brand and create a valuable connections within the industry? So I'm going to focus a little bit on LinkedIn. And certainly Robin and other influencers who are on other platforms can be inspirations. So my first message to anyone who's thinking about doing that is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are people who have gone before you and you can look at what they're doing and be, be inspired. But let's focus on LinkedIn for a moment because that's really where I have a lot of expertise and I can probably talk about LinkedIn a little more than other platforms. I'm an advocate of LinkedIn for personal branding because of the extent to which you can showcase yourself and your work on that platform. Think about this. Other platforms require you to post videos or photos and they scroll by in seconds. So there's not a lot of opportunity to grab attention. You need to be on those platforms a lot. And healthcare professionals are busy. They might not have the time. On LinkedIn, on the other hand, you have an entire profile page that showcases you. You can tell a story about yourself in the about section. You can list all of your work experience, your skills, your educational credential, and recommendations that you get from others and endorsements for your skills. And all this is on one page. So unless you're really good at building a website for yourself, you'd be hard pressed to find another social platform that lets you showcase all of that on one page. So. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and LinkedIn can present a great opportunity for people to build and showcase their personal brand. And LinkedIn is becoming more social. There are more people on it. It is growing and it's not as stuffy and boring as people think. It is loosening up and especially uh, the younger generation of workers is on LinkedIn, treating it more like other platforms so you can find a lot of fun posts, fun videos, and lots of other great content. Excellent. Well said, uh, Ari. As you know, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. Uh, and, And of course, our company is on that, as we are on all the other things, because a lot of times it's a case of Okay, what demographic am I talking to or what, you know, where where am I going to find nurses? Okay, well, I know they're on LinkedIn, but I also know they're going to be here over on Instagram. They're going to be over here. Uh, so we have to look at all aspects of that. And Callie, of course, is, is fantastic in our marketing team to, to help with those initiatives to figure out where it is we should be posting and what that content looks like because we are always thinking of our audience, of course, and bringing value to them. So, you know, I agree with you because I know when I have been in events and had an opportunity to speak about LinkedIn, I've often asked people that you usually see a couple of different profiles. Um, number one, it looks exactly like their resume and that's it. And and I tell people and I and I say, hey, let don't take this the wrong way. We ask you a question. Are you looking for a job? And they're like, no. And then they're like, oh, right. Number two, you see the other kind of profile that's I'm awesome. I have an MBA. I have every degree known to mankind. It's kind of like a little bit of this the whole time. And then I tell people, please don't take this the wrong way. Other than your mother, no one really cares. 
what what really needs to happen is is you need to make it more customer focused because believe it or not we're all in sales and if you want to create that great impact in an interview and finding your next career opportunity what does that profile say does it make me go to it and say oh my god like the personal story that makes people go i can relate to this person i and 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 what i keep telling people is make sure they understand what it is they're going to get by reaching out to you you know what value you're going to bring their world because i know it sounds selfish but that's all people that's the time they have to devote to something is saying okay why would i reach out to this person what is the point right so and this is the same for the posts that you create and everything else are you seen as valuable end of right. story right so yes and then there's a lot of real estate like you said the about section i think it was used to be called summary that's a lot of landscape a lot of uh, real estate there where you can share a lot of stuff about who you are and what other kind of rich uh content the recommendations the endorsements all that stuff is fantastic so yeah i'm a big proponent of it myself and our company is is created different pages and stuff to 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 create that great impression uh, because caring support really at the end of the day wants to make sure people understand we're trying to lead with providing value to the healthcare landscape instead of saying, hey, you know, what's in it for me, right? Yes. I, I would encourage your listeners to play back what you just said, James, because you really completed the picture very well. I only talked about a profile as a way to showcase a personal brand. But like you said, there's such a great opportunity to present content to really tell stories and demonstrate how you add value and in that regard, LinkedIn is as rich as other platforms. Certainly, you can pen stories on Instagram and tell those same kind of stories. But on LinkedIn, it's easy to track back to your profile and see what else can I learn about this person and where did they go to school and where have they worked and what do they say about themselves? So yeah. I find it to be a great tool. And I, I like the way yeah, you completed I think some that. People, Ari, it's a good point because some people, I think, struggle with the fact that they're saying, hey, when I go into networking and see people, hey, there's no replacement for a true interaction of meeting with people. Yes, but you only have so much time that you have to take it offline and say, hey, let's go for a coffee on LinkedIn. I can immediately read everything all about this person. And, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I align with these values. I love the way this person thinks or I love the content they put out. Every time I read it, I feel better or more inspired or it gives me direction, whatever that might be. So enough said about that. I don't want to hold up. We're going to shift into talking a little bit more about uh, healthcare workers that are mid-career. So it's important, obviously, for healthcare workers that are just coming into their careers to obviously have this, this brand going in. But then we have healthcare professionals that are maybe mid-career that are looking to either make a change, change roles entirely, or change companies. And they don't know where to go, don't know where to start. They haven't looked at their resume. They haven't looked at anything in years. So when we're thinking about that, what are some common challenges that mid-career healthcare professionals face when it comes to personal branding and business development and how can they overcome them? It's a very good question and it's a deep subject because this is what I spend a great deal of time with my clients uh, on. And I work with many mid-career professionals. So let's first preface by noting that to develop your personal brand, you're exploring what you value and how to communicate about what you value. And that's a, a big part of the personal brand development process. So with that in mind, what I find are among the biggest challenges for mid-career professionals in healthcare and in other industries is recognizing 
that they feel stuck. Being restless at work can be hard to detect. Your gut feelings about maybe I could be doing more or doing something different, they're hard to notice. And the reason this this is difficult is because you become habituated to working hard, to grinding, and persevere. Now, healthcare professionals experienced even more of this during COVID, right? You had to double down on working hard to the point of exhaustion and burnout. So how do you all feel when the worst is over? If it is, are you happy at work or not? And what is it you really want? Another reason it's hard to consider this and why this is a challenge is because to the extent possible, healthcare professionals and other mid-career professionals want to leave work at work. They don't want to keep thinking about work when they, when they finally go home to their families. So that is a first step to recognizing that you have to think about your work because it is part of you. It is part of your brand. Now, tapping into how you really feel about your work is a way to start overcoming the grind. Ideally, you don't reach burn. I wouldn't want anyone to burn out. Ideally, you notice that there's more that you want to do. You notice that you're feeling restless. And at that point, it makes a lot of sense to start exploring your personal brand and perhaps reaching out to coaches and saying, you know, work is okay, but I feel like I could be doing more. And an important point for everyone to understand is that coaching is not therapy. There's nothing wrong with being unhappy, even at a good job. And there are certainly healthcare jobs that pay well. And you might even like the people you work with, the facility you work at, but it's okay to still feel not so great about your work, even if objectively it's a great job. And that's where career coaches come in. We help our clients recognize exactly what's going on, what could make them feel more fulfilled, and how can they break through to find even better work and more. Uh, it's pretty hard to talk. That was awesome. Um, uh, I tell you right now, uh, I, I can tell you that when you talk about the burnout and, and people being uh, looking for mentorship and coaches and sometimes even therapy, all important attributes are, 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 are uh, you know, people you could go to to seek help, whatever that might be. And it's very critical. I can tell you that, you know, recently we had launched our managed services program where we place people. So it very often starts with healthcare organizations who are too busy to to find people, to really hunt them, to be creative. I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'm like a director of care at a long-term care. I'm doing the job of what feels like 65 people. And I'm, I don't have time. I love what you guys are doing. But out of time. I said, no problem. Okay, I'm going to find you a nurse. I'll find you an RPN or RN or whatever it might be. And then they pay for that time. And it's way cheaper than an agency model because it's their employee and it's way cheaper. And people are like, oh, my God, this is cool. And I can hand people to you ready to be interviewed, gone through a standard set, you know, sort of vetting level that we work with each client to determine what that would look like. But the reason I say this is because I cannot get over how many people, how many nurses that I've been on calls with to get to know them. And they probably could use a coach. They were struggling with a lot of different things. They're great people. They want to go on to the next thing, but they're concerned about the environment because of where they've been, the problems they're going through. And I see it as a tremendous opportunity for us <clears throat> to, to help them understand where things are at, how we can help, where we can coach, where we can make them feel greater. I take the opportunity to inspire them. And, you know, 
and I know a lot of companies, they're just going to be straight to the facts, straight to the business. But you know what they really want to hear is they want to hear someone who's just going to listen to them and take the time to understand what it is that they want and and then, you know, follow suit with that. So, it, you know, it makes a big difference at the end of the day. It really does. I completely agree. It yeah. can make a huge difference. And again, I think the culture of the workplace, especially in the healthcare industry, is one of just, you know, keeping your nose down because at the end of the day, your top priority is the patient. And that's fine, but it makes it hard to step away and take care of yourself. Exactly. Ari, do you have any success stories or case studies that you could share with us that are from healthcare professionals or other professionals that have effectively utilized branding strategies to advance their careers? Yes, I have uh, a story I'm, I'm pretty excited to share. You see me smiling broadly here. Um, <laughs> so, as part of my job, I mentor coaches in training. I mentor at the same coaching academy I attended and where I received my accreditation as a life coach. And in the last couple of years, I've been mentoring a number of NHS workers. NHS workers uh, in the UK have been my mentees. Some were clinicians, others were in non-clinical staff roles within that you know, very large uh, healthcare organization, right? The the NHS in the UK. One of my mentees has very successfully reinvented herself as a coach. She noticed through coaching, uh, while she was studying to become a coach, so you, you actually do engage in coaching, and through being coached and mentored by me, that her gift was listening. She really had a great gift for this. And she learned uh, just as people who work with me learn that that was something she really valued. She valued listening. And so she recast herself. She reinvented herself. And what she overcame, this was not an easy thing for her because as a healthcare professional, her habit, her practice was to always offer help. Like when someone said, I have a problem, she would jump in and say, let me help you solve that problem. But again, by exploring her personal brand, she discovered that what she really values the most was listening. So she learned to hold back, to listen, to give the people she coached space to talk and for them to explore and discover what it was that was that they really wanted to work on. And so she has successfully rebranded herself as a coach. And as part of her brand, she still promotes the fact that she had all this great clinical experience um, and that she actually oversaw other clinical professionals. So that's helped her maintain her reputation and give her credibility with NHS workers who might want to work with her in a coaching capacity. So it's a great story. Wow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love it. Yeah, Ari, I like the way you think. Yeah, I think, you know, you're aligned with not only me, but a lot of people on our team and the what, what we do, because it's it's about being a purpose-driven organization who says it's time for something different and innovative and bringing people together uh, and supporting them properly. So, you know, I, I take pride in that because, you know, healthcare everywhere in the world is struggling, aging yeah. demographics, everything. So, you know, anything that can be done to, to, to help with just how people interact with each other, the experiences, the, the way in which they can get into jobs and everything, it, it, it can create a huge difference because, you know, the old adage of this is the way we always done it, you know, 
that that doesn't help. You know, that's that's what I call the most expensive sentence in business. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. So Ari, we're coming to the end of our episode today and we have one more question here for you, but is there anything else that you would like to talk to us or tell us about today? Yeah, sure. It's a, a couple of things about the world of career coaching and what, if anything, it has to do with the world with the world of healthcare. So number one is, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a healthcare professional. And so just by talking to someone who's not a healthcare professional, who is perhaps a career coach, an interview coach, or someone in some other profession, and talking to them about what you do as a healthcare professional in terms that they can understand, that's going to help you get better at personal branding and making an impression. So it can be really difficult to network and connect with people outside of your field because they don't speak the lingo, right? They don't have all the terminology, but it can really be helpful. So that's one connection. And then the other connection I'd love for our listeners to make is to the fact that career coaches study labor markets, at least if they're serious about career coaching, which I am, and I'm a bit of a data geek, so (laughs) I'm constantly reading about, about the labor market. And it's well known really to any career coach that healthcare is one of the areas that's facing a huge shortage, right? What is the latest figure I saw that if we could get 40,000 nurses into nursing nursing school today, we might have enough capacity to treat um, all of the people who need their help. That's a huge number. So career coaches are aware of the pain in the healthcare industry. We're aware of the stress that you as an individual worker are under because your hospital's understaffed. We know that. We can't help you necessarily become a better healthcare professional, a better nurse, a better doctor, but we can help you cope with the other stresses that you're experiencing at work. That's the other connection between career professionals and the healthcare industry. So I encourage anyone to reach out, to just talk to me, connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're listening, I'm easy to find. Just look for Ari M. Weinstein with my middle initial, M as in the middle, and you will find me. And I hope this was helpful. I really appreciated the opportunity to speak to our audience today. Yes, and we appreciate it too, Aria. This has been a lot of great information. Uh, I, I love the way you know you think and the way you you you're, you're you're working to have people understand the importance of creating impact with others. So thank you. My pleasure. It's been great having you here today. And for anybody that's listening, make sure you check out. If you're listening, you can also listen to this on YouTube. You can also read it on our blog on our website as well. So you can just go to www.caringsupport.com and you can get all the information there as well. And to any healthcare professionals that are looking to do some personal branding, Ari's information will be in the blog. So make sure you reach out and we'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Caring Support Podcast. Have a great day, everybody.